What uh, what uh, what? Great atmosphere on Saturday. I'll tell you what. That was uh, I, I northern part of Maine is always bustling when when New Maine football is winning. And I I've read a couple of articles complaining about the crowd and how it wasn't sold out, but it was pretty big. It was pretty busy. Uh, a lot of it was just from people being down in the end zone. The the people down in that far end zone were packed, but it's good atmosphere on, on Saturday. Is Maine got a, a much-needed win against Jacksonville State? Um, from Chris and Anthony, the best, the best event they've covered, and the the, uh, the atmosphere and the excitement, and um, unbelievable that they're going to the quarterfinals. You going, you going to Utah? Uh, I'm, I'm desperately working on it. There's a little bit of a logistical issue. See, you know what? Because I'm a nice guy, you know, the, the ladies and everybody in my life, you know, that involves my kids, everything else, you know, they ask, hey, when's a good time for us to get away? So, you know, a few months ago, I'm like, well, probably after you mean football's done. So sometime in December. Well, there's something going on in, in one, of the, one of the Connecticut casinos this weekend that they had bought tickets for, gone down, they're leaving. So typically that would just be me being home with the kids. Everything is good. But in this situation, I would have to... This isn't just your typical trip, okay? You've got to first, the way I have to do this for the system that I use, because we have to keep things under a pretty tight budget here. Um, the system that I use, I have to. I would have to fly in this situation, instead of just doing what I've been doing, which is pretty easy. You fly out of Boston to wherever the hell you need to go and drive there. And most of them are all within Washington, D.C. So whether it was Richmond or William & Mary or uh, even Towson State, it was all the same. Boston to Washington, D.C., pick up your rental car, drive to said town, get your hotel by the by the airport, get up Sunday morning and come home. For Salt Lake City, I don't know if you, is Salt Lake City apparently not quite as popular to travel to as Washington DC. Kind of surprised by that. So there were no there were very few direct flights out of Boston and and none that would actually work in the time frame that this game is going on. They're all like, you know, either leaving right after game time or whatever. So for me to get there, the only way for me to do this, to thread the needle here, is I would have to drive to New York on, because I'm not flying from Boston to New York. That's just stupid. I would just drive there. I'm not paying for that extra flight. So I would have to drive to New York, leave my car at the airport in whatever parking lot that is, um, and fly out Thursday. The game would be Friday night. And then I can't, the earliest flight back to the East Coast is 11.49 p.m. on Saturday. So I'd have to spend an entire day just milling around Salt Lake City. And I don't, like, once you're checked out of the hotel, like, I don't want to have to pay for a night of a hotel that I'm not going to use, right? Yeah. Like, right. it just, I don't know, there's multiple, so you, there, you, you there's multiple shenanigans here that I'm going to have to, that I would have to overcome. And it was it's not because of lack of planning or anything, it's just... When the game was put on Friday night as opposed to Saturday, it, it, it just created and opened a whole new cauldron of problems that create another cauldron of problems. So we'll see. I, I hope to, but I, I would put the odds very, very low right now. Very low. Well, at least it's on ESPN too, right? You know, and also the other thing is too, is Ogden, Utah apparently is a dry county. So, I mean, honestly, do you really want to go someplace where you can't buy beer? I mean... Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, I don't even drink, but it's like I just <laughs> I I want to know that I have the option if it's if it's just too much, you know what that's I mean? Like, that's that's kind of like Corinth up here. Yeah, it's a, it's a li- <laughs> exactly. It's like Corinth. It, <clears throat> there's a couple of spots down in um, I think there was a couple of spots in Tennessee actually. In fact, I I think where uh, I think for years I don't know if it's still the case, 
but uh, where Jack Daniels is is brewed, that is a dry county. Like you can't just go to the store there and purchase anything. So craziness, all sorts of all sorts of craziness. Um, it, also, a lot of preseason basketball uh, has yeah. been going on. So let, let's let's discuss that a, a, a little bit. Some of the stuff I know uh, Dexter had some games this weekend. There's a lot of a lot of teams yeah. playing up up in your neck of the woods. Yeah, and uh, Herman and Hamden had a game on Saturday too. Herman, uh, which obviously Herman's a top contender in B and Hamden in A, and it was quite a game, I guess. Herman won sixty one sixty. So that you know, you can't tell much about preseason, but you know both those teams are going to be good, and that that was interesting to see. We're doing uh, we're doing a uh, recording our uh, preview tonight. Hopefully, if you can join us, you please do. If uh, we're going to do that that tonight, I'm not sure if you're available, but we're going to um, tape that at seven tonight. Do a, do a, the high school basketball preview. Uh, a lot of good teams up this way. Um, you know, I mentioned Herman. Uh, Herman boys. Uh, B is going to be uh, loaded. Class B boys. Uh, you know, Prescott will be good, and uh, you know, MDI, Oceanside, Washington Academy, Winslow. There's going to be a lot, of, a lot of good teams up this way in Class B. Um, you know, Class C. Uh, I talked to some coaches, and you know, you think you think George Stevens runs over, and I, I would assume it will be. But you talk to most coaches, and they they still say, "Watch out for George Stevens," which. It kind of surprised me just talking to, you know, I didn't think I was going to hear that from so many, but I guess it's kind of one of those things that champs until somebody knocks, knocks them off, right? That's yeah. usually how that works. You know what I mean? And a lot of times we're, we're quick to just go on to the next thing, but, you know, there's still yeah. plenty of talent there. There's still stuff going on, you know? Yeah. There's yeah. usually a system in place, too, and the team that, you know, the players that were there the year before know that system pretty well, and they, are, they already know kind of what it takes to move on to win and, and get to the next level in the next round of things. Yes, they definitely do. You know, they got... They got a uh, uh, Max Matson's little brother, and they got a Percy Zent. So they got they got some people there that can um, definitely help them contend. I think Matanakuk and uh, Penobscot Valley are probably the top contenders you see there. And girls' ranks, um, you know, again, it's uh, it's kind of Herman and Class B, Herman and uh, Winslow again. Winslow won last year. Um, you know, I, I think Waterville will be good. Prescott Isle. Um, in Class C, I think Dexter and Callis are the top two teams. Um, Dexter pretty much has uh, their pretty much the team back that came one point, you know, no overtime away from reaching the finals last year, the state finals last year. They have a, they had a strong freshman class. So they'll be good. Cal's will be good too there. Um, you know, and, and but, but it's just interesting to get it, you know, looking forward to getting it, get it going because, uh, you know, it's, a, it's, it's my favorite part of covering, you know, covering the, everything I cover is a high school basketball season. Talking with Mark Callan from Eastern Maine Sports. Find them online at eastermainsports.com. You, um, you, you would all, I, I'm kind of excited about this Patriots defense. It's kind of like old school Patriots. They're actually, you know, holding teams to, to low amounts of points scored. And I don't know they're starting to solve this a little bit. Like, I know everybody just wants to expose and discuss all the flaws of the Patriots. And, you know, it seems like whatever. It's like these fans don't understand that every week there's a different game plan. So some weeks, like some people are going to be featured, and some weeks some people aren't. So, and sometimes the game plan is going to suggest that you know you allow a lot of running ga- uh, running backyards, and some some game plans are going to say you know what, let's sag off of the the wide receivers and make them uh, dunk it down the field. Like at some point, do we have to just figure out that you know that this isn't not every one of our cornerbacks is Deion Sanders. And that there's probably a method to Belichick's madness, so just let him let him coach, maybe like, or would that, or would that just shut down two sports stations simultaneously in Boston because they seem to uh, only thrive off of talking about the negative that that surrounds this team. Yeah, they run they run on the negative thus for all the teams, but I think I think this is the first time this season I 
truly feel, felt like after the game that they have a legitimate shot to win it all. <laughs> I just uh, I think that was the best overall game of the season, and uh, you know, they in all aspects. I mean, yeah, they put up 24 points. That's plenty. You know, you get to the playoffs if you can play defense like that. I mean, that wasn't a bad offense they played yesterday, and uh, you know, they kind of shut them down. I, I mean, I thought the Patriots would win, you know, at home against that team, but uh, just the way they played overall was was very impressive. Uh, uh, you know, I, again, Minnesota, I, I think they might end up not making the playoffs. Uh, we'll see what happens. But um, they really haven't beat anybody good. But uh, that doesn't, it doesn't take away what the Patriots did. I, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I just I just felt like that was the most encouraging game of the year. Uh, the one that was the most encouraging to me, and I, I get where you're coming from because you're right. I, I think for a lot of folks yesterday was the, was the most uh, – was the one that, that snapped them out of it a little bit. But the one that got me was the, the Buffalo game. Um, that's typically a game that that uh, I, I don't think the, the Patriots win quite as handily as they do. And, I mean, they really just – they did everything they were supposed to do in that game. And I was like, hey, this is exactly this is exactly what you're supposed to do. And then, you know, they, they played the Jets last week. And that – it. How many times have we watched that game in the Brady-Belichick era at the Meadowlands, right? Like, the Jets either score or stay with us. You know, either the Jets get ahead or the Jets stay with us for the first half. It's kind of close at halftime. Twitter and all of social media is upset. And, of course, Facebook, you don't see it until Tuesday when people are mad at the, in the second quarter of a, of a Patriots game on Sunday. It's just weird how that works. I always get a kick out of that. And then, uh, and then, of course, that's that's the, of course those are the only posts people see. So they're like, "Oh, remember they won, yeah." But and then they come back and win, and they usually win by twelve. They cover the number, they pull away at the end, and everybody's like, "Ooh!" And they talk about all the flaws of the game plan and all the things they did, and and oh well, it's another issue. It's another issue. It's another issue. I just it it, it, it amazes me. Like we're just not there is no appreciation for the awesomeness that is happening right now. Like. What they're doing right now, this year, maybe even more impressive than last year. Even though they aren't quite at the level, you know, Brady himself maybe isn't playing at the level that he was last year. This team, in terms of the the overall defense, the running game, I thought Burkhead was a big ad yesterday. That's going to help keep Michelle fresh, fresher, keep James White from being overutilized. I mean, yeah, they got some. I, they got some of your receivers right now. You don't. You, you don't even really need Philip Dorsett. He's just there as like place setting. You know what I mean? Like, hey, just stay over there and ride on the bike and stay warm just in case. Like, yeah. And Gordon, Gordon, you didn't see him the first first half, and it was kind of like they were just setting up for the second half, and he, he kind of went off a little bit. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's just uh, yeah, they're they're in great position now because uh, next week, I mean, Brady's seven and nine is in his career at Miami and uh you know so we I don't think it's gonna be easy but the next two weeks won't be easy but you know they control their own destiny now just keep winning. I mean and they I think they gotta keep winning to get those one of those two tough spots because I, I think looking at Houston's schedule they're gonna keep winning. And uh you know I, I still think I still think San Diego's gonna win that other division. So that that's gonna be um kinda gonna win the gonna win the tiebreaker with the Chargers too. Do you think anyone's gonna claim Kareem Hunt? I think Cleveland might. You think Cleveland might? See, I was. I think the first, they're the first team, right? The, right, because because whoever claims them, they don't have to. Anyone can claim him right now, and it will not take a roster spot. Like nobody gets cut because you claimed Kareem Hunt because he's on the commissioner's exempt list. I think they're gonna get. I think Cleveland's gonna get get him, and I think they can get Mike McCarthy. I'm pretty confident on the Mike McCarthy deal. 
Now I don't know who they're gonna who they're gonna put through as the as the Rooney people, you know, because you've got to do the Rooney Rule stuff. But it seems like kind of a slam dunk that McCarthy's gonna be there, and McCarthy and Mayfield. By the way, any I don't know if the Packers are scheduled to play the Browns or when they're scheduled to play the Browns, but I'm hoping it's next year because Baker Mayfield versus Aaron Rodgers would be tremendous. And anybody who asks me, I will always tell people for the rest of the time that I feel like Aaron Rodgers... I don't want to say he purposely tanked that game yesterday, but I'll tell you what, I don't think that was the best version of Aaron Rodgers we've ever seen. We'll just we'll put it like that. And you can put that on the game plan or whatever you want, but there was a major look of disinterest from a guy that just a few weeks ago on Sunday Night Football, people were saying, well, how is he? Is he better than Brady? No, no, not after what I saw yesterday. Nope. Well, even the, even the few weeks before that, I mean... He really has been looking like that for a while. That Vikings game, too, the week before, he kind of looked that way, too. And even against the Patriots um, a few weeks back. I, I just, I mean, I respect Aaron Rodgers. I thought it was close at, you know, earlier this year, but it's not. <laughs> they don't even belong in the same sentence. Not even, like, the same paragraph. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, Aaron Rodgers just another, I mean, like, if you start ranking, like, all-time greats, like, Where's he at? I, I don't put him ahead of Favre. I don't put him ahead of Manning. I don't put him ahead of Montana. No, I think it's Brady one, Montana two. I think you know Manning is in the top five. I, I, I wouldn't. I right now I wouldn't put Rogers in the top ten. I wouldn't think. You know, I, I, I can't think. I mean, I, I'd put Steve Young ahead of him. You know, I was just about to ask you, Steve Young. Like, yeah, no, I'd put Steve Young ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Um, let's see, who else? Uh, um, uh, Dan Marino. Yeah. John Elway. Definitely. I'm not ranking these in any partic- particular no, order because no, that'll take would, all day. They would, well, those guys you mentioned would be ahead of uh, Rogers at this point. You know, maybe Rogers can win a Super Bowl two down the road and change what's going on now. But I mean, and just if if he really got fired because Rogers couldn't get along with him, I don't think Brady gets one of those. Like no one, no one knows it though, right? So you know, he, he's fine. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just silly, that whole thing there. Well, and the other thing with it, that is silly, because you think about it, when all the talk in the last year and a half is how Brady and, and Belichick hate each other, right? That's, you know, that's the that's the thing. Belichick's too too tough, and, and Brady wants to, you know, wants to be rewarded for being the loyal soldier for so long, right? Why wouldn't Brady have done something like this to try to get Belichick fired? Oh, wait because Bob Kraft wouldn't have allowed it. And vice versa. You know, why wouldn't Bill Belichick, you know. And at some point, if it got too toxic, Bob Kraft knows he would have had to do something. But, you know, it, this might be one of those situations when when this this Packers, uh, this Packers setup where, where everybody owns stock, but nobody really owns it. And it's just a, it's a board of directors and trustees and all this. Whatever the setup is organization-wise, you kind of wonder if it's like, what a if this is going to be the best way moving forward because you wonder who's going to be in charge of this because I think the perfect person to take that over would be Bruce Arians only because Bruce Arians could wear the Joe Lombardi suit you know mm-hmm. with the with the funky I, I I guess he'd probably have to get an NFL logo put on it somewhere so that it was you know kind of like what Mike Nolan had to do when he coached the 49ers but uh, make sure make sure it's officially licensed product for example but I could see them in a cold playoff game with him you know donning the old uh, the old Vince Lombardi uh, on the sidelines hat from the ice bowl and kind of looking like him. 
Like I, I think Aaron, I, I think Arians and Rogers would would actually benefit from each other a little bit. I, I think that's the guy I I would put up there. Yeah, uh, somewhere like that. But they, yeah, they're a mess now, and I, I guess they're just going for draft draft position now. So McCarthy helped him on his way out. Um, I do want to say something more about the NFL though. That, this whole Kareem Hunt thing in the NFL. I mean, the NFL spent how how many months in time on the the plate gate and whatever, and they really didn't even look into this, you know, until the video came out. You know, you know, and I, I just, that whole thing, is just bothersome how, you know, a uh, ball might have been deflated, you know, is a bigger deal than what happened with Kareem Hunt. You know, I don't know what your thoughts on that, but the whole I, thing is... I, here's the thing. Okay, Tom Curran, I think, uh, summarized it perfectly in a tweet yesterday. Deflate gate, to me... Not only, I mean, not only was it one of the greatest uh, lawyer scams of all time, okay, but it was also one of the greatest works of all time. This was like a pro wrestling angle, right? I mean, really, you had the team that everyone hates getting allegedly busted for something that they got caught red-handed even though they didn't. They trumped up all the evidence to make it look like that. And I mean, think about the ratings during that time frame. Think about how much of a mention the National Football League had, not because of domestic violence, okay? Domestic violence is not good for business. True. But Deflategate, a team that is in charge, and, and it wasn't steroids or performance-enhancing drugs. This was, this was a team that allegedly cheated, that has a history air quotes of cheating an inflated history but inflated nonetheless but a history there and it's the villain so now everybody gets to root against the villain there's two things that that every good wrestling storyline needs it needs a good villain and it needs a good hero and last year the philadelphia eagles got to be that good hero and the patriots were that big villain you know, when the Patriots beat the Falcons, the Falcons were all set to be that hero team, and they failed. They failed miserably, right? So you almost feel like there's going to be a trilogy. There's got to be one more, right? It's like Star Wars. Bad guy, you know, bad guy. However it works, one win, one win. So the tiebreaker's the third one. You know, who's going to be that team that faces New England this year? This Kareem Hunt thing, I think, is, is really setting up the AFC perfectly. I don't think San Diego's going to come into New England and win. But I could certainly see Pittsburgh going into Kansas City and winning. I could see San Diego going into Kansas City and winning easily. Houston, I mean Houston. I could, I could. Well, I could see Houston going in there and winning as well because it's only going to take one day for Desha- Deshaun Watson versus Patrick Mahomes. Uh, just you know, get your smart food ready, you know, and and put it in a put it in a bowl, keto friendly. I mean, that is just that. They'd just be going back and forth the whole game. I don't think any defense would be played. You, you think that Chiefs-Rams game would be bad. Imagine Chiefs-Texans. Oh, my goodness. And then, you know, God forbid J.J. Watt accidentally hits Patrick Mahomes a second too late and there's a roughing the passer penalty. That'll be the topic of conversation for the next week. We're going to start talking about that line judge who constantly gave the Patriots wrong uh, and Vikings uh, wrong spots last night, too. That seems to be a bigger issue to me than than uh, deflated footballs, but there's not going to be any investigation into that. 
So it, it's a, it was good for business. That's why. It drummed up business and it drummed up interest. And it drummed up business and interest from a, a perspective that doesn't deal with actual real world issues. And that's why they did it. And it worked for them. And it worked out for them. But hopefully the Patriots get the last laugh in the end this year. We'll see. Mark Allen, Easter Main Sports. You can find him on Instagram. Find him on Twitter. Find him on Facebook. And find him online at EasterMainSports.com. Mark, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for your flexibility today. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, buddy. Take care. Thank you.